This week we're going to be taking a look at the brand new Objective-C literal syntax that was introduced in the latest version of the Clang compiler. And you can access this if you are running Xcode 4.4. This is the Xcode that's available to you if you're running Mountain Lion. But on the Mac App Store there's an upgrade for Lion as well. So what does it mean to talk about Objective-C literal syntax? So basically you're all familiar with this uh, syntax for creating an array. Here I'm creating an array of items, and I'm using this NSArray array with objects selector, and I pass in the objects that I want in the array, and then I have to nil terminate this. And this is uh, slightly wordy. It gets worse when we're dealing with dictionaries, and this becomes problematic if you're using variables, and let's say I have some NS number here, and I just make it nil, and then I make uh, item two be that variable. And what, what's going to happen here is that it's going to nil terminate the array right here. And so this, this uh, particular selector is really problematic. We have the same problem with dictionaries. If you have a nil key, it will actually throw an exception. Uh, but if you have a nil value, like let's say this one becomes nil, then it will create a dictionary just fine with only one entry in it. And so um, because of that, these, these nils can become problematic when you're inserting uh, variables into, into the mix. Now there's a, a safer way of doing this, and that is to create the array by using nsarray array with objects and passing in the count of how many objects there are. And so this will throw an exception because it's expecting three items but only got one, for instance. And in the dictionary case, we have the uh, NS dictionary uh, dictionaries with objects four keys. And so in this case, we'd have to make sure that the, the two array lengths, the array of objects and the array of keys, were the same length. So what a, the Objective-C literal syntax does is it allows you to use that safer syntax but by using something a little bit more friendly to the typer. So we can uh, change this line, NSArray items, to NSArray of items. And that's just going to be at square brackets and item one item 2, item 3. You no longer need to nil terminate this. And uh, what's nice about this is it automatically converts it to that safer syntax I was talking about. So we can do that. Here we have an NS dictionary, and here we're creating a dictionary with objects and keys. Uh, instead of doing that, let's just go ahead and comment that out. Here I'm going to um, do the same thing, but this time I use curly braces. And you can see we get some completion here. This uh, is very similar to uh, creating a hash in Ruby. So, and now the key is specified first, which will please a lot of you. So here, uh, the key in this case would be backup, and then the object would be uh, NS number, number with bool yes. And if I hit comma, we can sort of structure this in a better way so that it looks nicer. Days to keep backup. And here uh, I have an NS number, number with int 15. So it's it's still important that we um, create objects on the right hand side for the values. You can't you can't yet put a um, a scalar value like yes or 15. Um, but there are literals for these as well. So right now this options dictionary is uh, identical to this one, but we can actually go one step further and just put an at in front of this literal boolean. And that will wrap it in an NS number for us. And we can do the same here for integers.
So you can see that uh, this is really a much favorable syntax over this. In addition, you're safer because if you um, accidentally pass in nil for one of these, it will throw an exception right there and tell you that you're doing something that you probably don't expect. Okay, uh, now let's talk about iteration. So here we've got our array here. I'm actually gonna run this so you can see what it does. Um, if we look at the output here, it just loops over all the items and all the options and prints them out. So in our items array, we're doing a for loop so we can get the index. So we have the index specified here and the value specified here. And for that, we're using items objected index i. Well, there's now a new subscripting uh, syntax, which will be familiar to most of you. We can now just do items i and it's a little bit shorter and it's a lot like other languages like C Sharp or Ruby. Now over here for the uh, for the dictionary example we're looping over all of the keys in the dictionary. We're outputting the key here and the value for that key here. So in the objects that we're using we're using key and options object for key key. Now that can be shortened to options key. So it's the same syntax as an array but we're passing in a key, which will um, use object for key. Now it's important to note that these are just uh, syntactic sugars that the compiler is going to substitute the, the ones you've already been using. So it's uh, um, in some cases, this uh, will help you understand why the literal syntax doesn't work everywhere. So let me go ahead and make sure and this, this still works. So this is definitely a much preferred syntax over what was there before. Next, if we wanted to do some sort of like uh, math operation on this, so let's say the, there's a default days of 20 and you're going to subtract, you know, weekends or whatever, uh, something, this is a silly example, but basically I want to do some math and I want to convert the result. I can't really do this because there's no overloading operator for NS number to overload the minus sign. So what you can do is box these by wrapping the results in a parentheses and then using the literal at sign on that. And what that'll do is it will convert the result of this expression to uh, an NS number. You can do the same thing for Boolean. So maybe something like not skip backup or something like that. If we had a, a variable called skip backup that was a Boolean expression and we wanted to not it to get the, the reverse of that, then we could, um, let me actually put that in here, skip backup equals yes. So if we wanted to reverse this expression that we could do that inside of here, wrap that in parentheses and put an at sign in the front of that to convert the result of that expression into an NS number. Now, if you had a, an enumeration, so something like enum um, foo equals zero, and we wanted to use that uh, somewhere in our, in our code here, or let's say we wanted to add another expression here that says you know flag, and I wanted to pass in foo. Um, that's actually not going to work because foo is not an object literal. It's just an enum. And foo represents uh, zero, but we can't just do at foo because that might conflict with future Objective-C literal syntax uh, shortcuts that the compiler might want to do. So you have to wrap or box your, your parameters here so that you can get that to work. Um, so any kind of enumeration that you want to use as an NS number you're going to have to um, box as well. And then finally, there's a number of places where you might be getting a C string back. So if I do something like, um, if I use the get env and pass in the uh, path, this will get the path variable on my system. That's a, a nil terminated C string. 
And so I can actually turn that into an Objective C string, an NS string, um, calling better path equals at path. And of course, that needs to be boxed. Okay, so here um, we're taking the C string. This is basically equivalent to um, NS string alloc init with C string uh, path and then passing NS UTF 8 encoding. So there are two assumptions here. One of them is that this string is nil terminated. And uh, if you're not familiar with, uh, with C strings, you know, might, you might read up on them, but basically so that it knows when the string is finished, there's actually a backslash zero character at the very end that you don't actually see here. And that's how, um, you know, string length functions work and string concatenation functions work. Um, and a string wraps all that for you, so you don't ever need to worry about it. But when you're dealing with C strings, it's possible for you to get one that isn't nil terminated and weird things happen. So in the context of Objective-C literals, uh, it's gonna assume that this C string is nil terminated and UTF-8 encoded. So uh, most of the times this is the case, but just be aware that those are two, uh, two assumptions. And let's go ahead and log this. And then finally, there's some caveats on these expressions. Uh, one, note that this created an NS array, not an NS mutable array. And there's currently no way to uh, define this as a NS mutable array. And it was for the reason I mentioned earlier that it's just substituting this for NS array, array with objects and count. Um, so what we're gonna do, uh, what we can do is actually create a mutable array, call this mutable items, and then initialize that mutable array, array with array. And then we can pass in our object like that. And you can do the same for dictionary. Um, another caveat is there's no collection literal for the NS set collection type. Um, there, it's possible that they may come with that in the future, but they'd probably have to come up with a different syntax other than, say, brackets. So there's another caveat is in that um, sometimes you might want to, um, say, create this outside of a function, uh, like maybe something like here. And you can see here that it says initializer element is not a compile time constant. And that's because that array literal syntax is being converted into the multi-line equivalent I showed you earlier. And uh, that's not going to work. Uh, the, the strings inside of here will actually work as compile time constants because it's just doing uh, the, the raw NS string value, but, uh, but not a collection like this. And the last thing I wanted to show you is that if we were to create a class here, let's create an Objective-C class, and we will call this uh, person. Here in the person class, I'm going to declare a couple of properties. We'll create one here called non-atomic strong and a string first name, and I'll do the same for the last name. And if I build, you can tell, you can see here that uh, there's no synthesize needed. And that's uh, really awesome. If I wanted to uh, do something like um, have a full name method here, I'll create one that returns it in a string full name. And this will return in a string string width format. So it will return one string followed by space followed by the other string. So a little naive, but. Um, Anyway, we can access this by using the underscore prefixed um, convention that Apple has now standardized on. So it's possible that 
you know, if you don't like this convention or if you have a different convention, then you can still synthesize these things. And then you could do, you know, something like first name underscore or whatever uh, your convention is. But if you want to take advantage of autosynthesis, then I would say just adapt to this uh, underscore prefixed um, version of declaring your instance variables. So both of these additions are very welcome additions. I'm going to be using them heavily in my applications. And they have no ramifications on the OS version that you're targeting. Uh, as long as you upgrade to the latest tools, you can use these today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you again in a week.